0: Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan mcglory michael and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. We're very excited to have our guest today, Barb Rosenstock. A children's author with 25 published books, including the Caldecott Honor-winning *The Noisy Paint Box*. She transitioned to writing at the age of 46 after a career in the corporate world and raising her children. Welcome, Barb. We're very excited to have you. Maybe you can start by just sharing with us a little bit of how
1: you went from the corporate life to becoming an author. Well, it wasn't a straight path, but I will try. I worked in marketing communications management for a number of agencies and companies in Chicago, like Reed Expositions and Hyatt Hotels for almost 20 years. I loved my work, I really did. But as I married and had children, I gradually began to refocus my priorities toward education. I'd been talked out of becoming a teacher by a high school counselor. So I returned to school to complete a master's degree in elementary education. And I was still freelancing in marketing and raising my sons at the same time. And what happened is while student teaching second grade, If I couldn't find an appropriate book on a topic, I just began to write them for my class. My professors and supervising teachers thought my original books were good, and they encouraged me to submit them to publishers. So I did, and after some, or if I'm going to be honest, many (laughs) initial rejections, my first book was published in 2010. And so in the past decade, I published 19 children's books with at least five or six more on the horizon. So yeah, it's gonna be really close to twenty five or twenty six pretty soon.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was an interesting guess,
0: yeah, journey. it sounded <laughs> interesting. So, I guess becoming edu- going into education and becoming an author are are no easy feat. What kind of what was the most challenging part of getting started as an author? As you said, there were many trials in the first round there.
1: Right, right. Actually, there's trials all the time. <laughs>
0: Isn't that the yeah, truth that's with everything right.
1: really? But I honestly think that if I had known how hard it was to get published, especially by the big five publishers, I'd have never, personally, I'd have never put myself or my work out there. So my ignorance of the publishing business turned out to be a strength. Because good or bad, I just sent my work out to everyone and I didn't worry about it too much, which is embarrassing.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? Lots of people think that writing for children must be super easier or at least easier than writing for adults. But nothing could be further for the, from the truth. Many, many, many people I've met along this journey have been rejected for literally years, literally thousands of words rejected, thousands of manuscripts rejected before they get accepted. The writing has to be Perfect to even be considered let alone published. I guess no matter who you're writing for the most challenging part though is believing that you have something worthwhile to say. And I think that's a challenge for everyone, but to be honest maybe especially for women who are often made to feel that like our contributions in conversation or in the classroom or in a meeting are not as valued. So keeping that for the front of mind like I have something I think I have something here and and it's worthwhile yeah. and let's see if anybody thinks so. That's probably the 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 most challenging thing. Because
0: obviously books and with all the technology nowadays, have you found it more challenging as you your more recent books or as a transition like over the time that you've been, because you have 25 published books, which is amazing, or I guess over 25 published books, but have you seen like a transition or difference in the type of writing and getting it published than when you first started or does it still seem kind of the same? What I've
1: written mostly is picture books. I would say that those are still pretty similar. That is not true for all parts of publishing, obviously. I mean, the Kindle and, and things like that have changed, changed everybody's consumer habits, including my own. I mean, adult-wise, right. I, read, read, I tend to read electronically much more than I read on paper myself. But one of the things I really like about picture books is the contribution of the artist and the writer working together as a teen and the idea that it's a physical product. I always even remember that feeling of having a little kid in your lap, whether that was a student, having a student next to you, or my own sons in my lap, and right. going through a physical object with them and looking at the pictures and telling them a story. And we're, we're still kind of one of the last bastions of that, <laughs> that we still do that. Picture books still have that feel to them. And to me, it just it just really brings to mind my own childhood. I didn't necessarily have picture books read to me, but I had a grandfather who told wonderful stories. And it's that feeling of someone, I'm an adult, really caring about you and trying to share something with you when you're a child, that I try to put into my own work. So I don't know if the technology. I don't. I guess I'm not. I'm not a huge. I'm not hugely knowledgeable about how the technology's changed. I just try to tell my stories the way I tell them, and how they come out in the world is someone else's job. Seems to be working, so maybe stay with that. Yeah, yeah, so far,
0: so far, so far. I know a lot of your books are centered around history and art. I'm just curious on how you got started in those subjects. Was that
1: just areas that you were interested in, or how did you get onto that? I'm a theater geek. I'm not an artist at all. I don't consider myself a visual artist at all, but I feel like anyone who writes for children, myself included, I write what interests me because if I'm not interested, the children who read the books won't be interested either. So their curiosity drives my curiosity and vice versa. Again, my grandfather, he, his, most of his stories were about people that he had met. So I tend to write from a biographical or historical perspective. I think that's just because I have some somewhat of his voice in my head all the time. And I try to write about nonfiction subjects. Most of my books are nonfiction or historical fiction, so they're based in in fact somewhere. I try to do that just like you would tell a child a story, but I don't choose the subjects ahead of time, like from a list. Instead, I'll read or hear a little fact that makes me think like, I didn't know that, and go from there. For example, I read an internet article that the artist convinced probably had synesthesia, meaning he could hear colors. So that began my research that became the noisy paint box. The fact that Abigail Adams ran a business to support her family during the revolution, Something I think we should all know about. Hamilton <laughs> uh, yes. in the book, leave it to Abigail. Monet often worked at 3:30 in the morning to catch the light and and painted from a boat. That became mornings with Monet. And recently, just the fact that a Canadian boy spent 50 years trying to find out where the monarchs <laughs> went from Canada to Mexico resulted in my latest book, which is called The Mystery of the Monarchs. So, it's a curiosity first, subject later. Kind of process for me. That's so interesting. Yeah, to hear how like just reading
0: things and kind of piques your interest, which leads to these books. That's just a great way of thinking, and, and so right. so interesting to see what comes next.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know, right? I'm like a, my husband says I'm a great eavesdropper. I mean, like whether it's from someone's conversation or something I read or something I see or a picture, I don't really have like a giant list of people or subjects I'm going to write about. I just let serendipity take me and so far so good I mean I'm never going to be as curious as any child on the planet they're the <laughs> kings and queens and princes and princesses of that curiosity so I just feel like anything I can still grab from my own childhood or from that spirit of curiosity I'm I'm going to grab it and, and try to run with it so almost three-year-old and a one-year-old so I'm going to need to check out some some of these
0: books as yeah. I this I'm like oh that'd be great and, uh, yeah yeah I, well, thank you for sharing all of this. I find it extremely interesting. I'm sure some of our listeners will. One of our last questions we always like to ask is, what advice would you give to either someone who's looking to be an author or just contemplating
1: switching a career um, to them, that, similar to what you did? Well, specifically to be a children's author, I would recommend a specific organization. It's called SCBWI dot org the society of children's book writers and illustrators and that would help anyone who is specifically going to be an author or children's author and as far as contemplating a career change later in life i don't know if i'm, I'm one to give advice but you know not to be morbid or anything but how much time do each of us have on this earth when i would say like not enough so do it learn what you have to learn make the financial arrangements you have to make convince the people you have to convince but if your heart is calling you towards something new, I'd say find a way to follow the call.
0: That's great. And I think it's some of the hardest advice for us to follow, but such great advice. And we
1: probably need to hear it over and over again. No, right, uh, right. It's the same believe in your gut. What am I here for? And, and start moving towards it. You can't, sometimes you can't make a giant leap, but you can make little steps. So. Well, thank you, Barb, for taking
0: the time to talk with us today. I, I know you're extremely busy, so we appreciate you <laughs> sharing your insight, and I'm definitely going to be checking out some of your books for my
1: little girls and I'm sure some of the listeners as well.
0: But thank you again. Great.
1: Thanks so much for your time, too. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.